Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. Before we dive into today's juicy topic, I wanted to thank you for the new reviews and ratings that we just received. And just so you know, it's not that I'm obsessed with ratings, but when you have a podcast, you receive weekly stats and updates. So when you get more ratings, they tell you. And of course, the better the show's ratings, the more likely a brand new person who may stumble upon the show when they're searching for something will see that we have tons of stars and reviews and be more likely to stop and listen. So the reviews really do help us to grow the audience. And you know what else does? You just spreading the word and sharing it with people that you know. So of course, if you know anyone that you think would benefit from being a part of our passionate and prosperous community, please encourage them to join us. And people have already started joining the waitlist for Prosper. Prosper is my brand new course that's coming out in June and July. It is a training for entrepreneurs, leaders, coaches. So all of you who want to learn how to use next level mindset and coaching skills to shift your own being and how you show up in your business to a new level, as well as to have more confidence having the conversations that lead to creating more clients, being an even better coach, teacher, mentor, or entrepreneur than you already are, and making more money because I'm going to be focusing on your money mindset and how to have powerful conversations with other people about making investments in themselves. I'll have more details for you soon, but I just want you to be able to start thinking about this. And if you're so inclined, shoot me a message or an email with the word prosper so that you can be eligible for any special early action bonuses that I may come up with. And I think you know me by now, I'm going to. And with that, I bring you episode 25 of Passionate and Prosperous. Hey, everybody, welcome to Passionate and Prosperous. So I want you to get ready. We are going to have some deep dive mindset and coaching work today. If you're already a listener of the show, then you know that the episodes pretty much toggle between mindset and strategy. And if you're new to the show, well, now you know. And that's because having a passionate and prosperous life and business which is the title of the show, is contingent on you deciding how you are going to manage your thoughts, feelings, and emotions so that 
You can be who you want and need to be and then take aligned, strategic, empowered action to do the things that you want and need to do in order to get the ultimate results, to have a passionate and prosperous life and business where you have freedom, where you're waking up every day using your gifts and skills, where you're making money doing what you love, where you are having the relationships that you want to be having, where you are doing the activities that inspire and light you up, and you are funding your life and really creating what you want. So essentially, we are always talking inner game and outer game. Your inner game is obviously your mindset, your habits, your practices, the way that you're choosing to see yourself, others in the world. And then your outer game is made up of actions, of course, but also how you connect and engage with others and, of course, the world. So one thing that I know is that everyone that I know or I'm aware of that I'm attracting, and what I mean by that is that I do know who a lot of the people are that I attract because they're either my clients or they come to all the things that I offer when I'm doing master classes and workshops and programs, right? And so they end up identifying themselves that way, or I do get messages and emails from a lot of you that are listening to the show. So what I mean by that is that everyone that I know I attract is someone who uses communication with others as a main point of the work that they do. So if you're a coach, a creative, a mentor, a teacher, anyone who's in service to others, or who sees themselves as providing an experience or transformation, right, for someone else, that is who I'm talking about. You are who I'm talking about. So in order for us, all of us who I just mentioned, to have success and make money in our businesses, if you do what I just outlined, coach, teacher, mentor, service-based person, right, you need to have effective and empowering communication skills. And we need to believe that whoever we are communicating with is a capable, whole, and complete person who can be a partner in that communication with us. Mm. So what do I mean by that? Because that's a lot. It's a lot to hear me say that in order to make money and have success, You need to have effective and empowering communication skills, and you also need to believe that whoever you're trying to communicate with is a capable, whole, and complete person who can partner with you in that communication. So a huge part of being able to do your work is that you need other people to do it with or for, right? (laughs) That If you're in a service-based business, that is essential, You're not working for someone and doing data entry or, you know, like, you know what I mean? So, or even selling a product, because if you're selling a product, it, you don't necessarily have to be in direct communication with an individual. Then your communication skills are different and they still need to be right and good um, when you're promoting your product. But it's very different than those of us who the work that we do is absolutely dependent on communication with another person, even if that communication is happening in a group setting, right? So 
most of you know, if you're new to the show, here's some new information about me. I've been a yoga teacher for 20 years. So I've spent many, many, many hours of my life in classrooms communicating with people, communicating how to do things, communicating how to move their bodies, helping them to make a mind-body connection. And then, of course, communicating how to be a teacher. Right? I've spent many, many years training other people to, to be teachers. And now I mentor so many individuals to be better at what they do. If they're coaches and teachers, um, and even people who manage other people, right? Because, because the skills that I am able to help people, um, with or help people get better at, help people bring forward are, are actually skills of communication. Okay. And so a huge part of getting the people that we want to be partnering with, a huge way, the part of even creating a client, right? Meaning to have someone invest or pay you is that you have to communicate with them in a variety of ways. So what are those ways? What are some of those ways that we have to communicate with people in order for them to invest with us or pay us? Well, number one, we have to reach out to them, right? Of course, we all want our businesses <laughs> to exist by not having to do that. I think I think everybody just wants to to be right. And if you uh, if you think of this, and it, and I want you to think this and feel this way because I do, right? But if you think about what a star is, right? When you think about like, oh, well, that person has things come to them because they're a star, right? And if you thought of the way the sun works, right? Everything revolves around the sun. So when we think about wanting to get to a point in our business where we get to just be a star and other people come to us. So meaning that we think we don't have to um, reach out to them, that we don't have to be salesy, that we don't have to like go for it, which I don't think ever stops or happens. But anyway, I get it. I get that ideally we all want a business where we just get to like shine and radiate and be our most authentic, amazing selves and be a star and that that's enough and that that's going to have people want to work with us, right? And I believe that that happens actually a lot of the time anyway. But the truth is, is that even a star needs to have some sort of like attraction, right? Or some sort of magnetic um, power or way that they bring those people into their orbit. So where all of us are right now is that no matter what, if we want to have people to partner with and want to have people to be, you know, working with and having that relationship of being their coach, their teacher, their mentor, helping them get better, helping them transform, helping them to have more success, um, hearing them and helping them express themselves better. um, All of that right now where most of us are, we have to do activities to even get them into that conversation. So we have to maybe reach out right? Maybe that reaching out is over email or sending a message of some sort or literally being the initiator of something, making invitations. So when I teach my Yellow Brick Road system, Attract, Serve, Convert, one of the things that I teach is that part of the convert part of convert, right? Meaning part of the process where somebody goes from being someone who is on your yellow brick road, is being nurtured by you, is loving your content, is feeling more and more like maybe you are someone who could help them, that that in that in that process of them ending up paying you, at some point you have to make an invitation to them. So where you might be thinking, ew, I hate the sales part. I don't like 
talking about money or whatever. The truth is that at some point you got to, you have to be the inviter, the inviter into the conversation to talk about working together. And then eventually the, the inviter into working with you. So, so that's one form of how we need to have communication skills in order to even get someone to become our client. And then other ways that we have to use our partnering or communicating with other people is if you're trying to network, for example, you have to know how to ask for what you want in the ways of opportunities or in the ways of referrals, right? If you want a referral, if you want other people to recommend you, um, if you want anything from anyone, you have to be able to ask for it. So if you want to present somewhere, if you want to do a talk somewhere, if you want to offer something somewhere else, if you want to be a guest on someone's podcast, right? Or you want people to collaborate with you, right? I I, I love to put on events, like live events. When I say live, I mean, ultimately, I, I want them to be in person. But even on Zoom, right, I, I put on like one-day workshop summits where I invite other experts to come so that we can give you a value-packed you know, experience where you can come to something and hear from a bunch of people that all have tremendous value for you. Um, so even for for that, if you want to do that, if I want to do that, we have to pitch ourselves, right? So pitching is a form of communication with other people. And all of these scenarios about how you have to have communication and conversations in order to get to do your work which also probably involves conversations and communication, right? But even just to get to the place where you're like, ah, now I'm just getting paid to do what I love. Now I get to do my work. Now I get to be a coach. And coaching is what I love more than selling or more than attracting or more than all those activities. I get it. It's what I love doing too. I love teaching though too. I really love teaching. So I love making the podcast. Um, But of course, in order to have people listen to the podcast, I have to do stuff, right, in order to get you to listen to the podcast. And so you get the drift. In order for us to be able to do what we love, which is use our gifts and skills, do what lights us up, do what we know we're amazing at, we've got to get the people. And part of that process of getting the people is that we have to talk to them. We have to have conversations. We have to ask for things. We have to put ourselves out there. We have to be vulnerable. We have to get uncomfortable. We have to take risks, right? We have to do all of these things that that will hopefully lead to having the people so that we can do our work. It's a multi-tiered process right? When we get to do the work that we love. It's a multi-tiered process. And here's the thing, and this is what this whole episode is now going to be about, that no one likes. I don't like it either, to be honest with you. What I'm about to tell you is that when we do all the things I just outlined for you, when we put ourselves out there, email someone, message someone, make an invitation to someone, make an offer to someone, uh, make a pitch to someone, uh, tell someone what we need, ask for a referral, um, you know, ask to be a guest on something, ask if we can present somewhere. Uh, when we do that, we are now putting the ball in someone else's court. And the next thing that needs to happen is that we need a response or we want a response. So, Let's just take that in for a moment, okay? It feels 
really, it just feels shitty. I don't think there's any other way to put it. No one likes putting themselves out there without knowing what the outcome is going to be. And that's an essential reality. An essential reality of getting to do the work that all of us do. All of you that are listening to the show and myself included, an essential element of it is that we have to put ourselves out there and make invitations, ask for what we want, ask for stuff, right? Ask for stuff. When you think that you're making a sales pitch that you don't like, I get it. And I understand the truth is, is that you're asking someone if they'd like to work with you, if they'd like to step into a partnership with you. It's really vulnerable, right? If you, it's, it's like asking someone out on a date, right? Any of the situations I just gave you is like, is asking someone out on a date. When in your life did you ever want to ask someone out on a date if you didn't have some inkling or idea that they were going to say yes? So when we do these things, when we do these activities, it is natural that as a human being, what you want is for someone to say yes. Of course, you want an outcome that's going to be in your favor, right? That's what you want. That's what you desire. No one's putting out these invitations or asking people for referrals or um, posting on social media or trying to create content that's going to attract, serve, offer value. Like, no one's being vulnerable. No one's emailing people, um, doing all the things that you have to do to put yourself out there, to be visible, um, and to ask for things. No one is doing that, hoping that they're going to, you're not doing it and then saying, man, I really hope that they don't say yes, or I really hope that this does not go my way at first. And the at first is really important (laughs) because something happens after you do the activity, right, which you which you're doing it because you're hoping for the answer that you want, and you may even think that you may get the answer that you want, right? You may even be thinking that it's possible, or you wouldn't do. Well, I don't know if that's true. I think it's important that we even take action on things that, in the moment, we don't know it's if it's possible, or we don't we don't we don't necessarily have a full belief that it's possible. Which is why we have to do all our mindset work, right? What is so much of the mindset work. I'll just tell you, I wake up every single morning and all of the practices that I do for myself, aside from the ones that help me manage my mind for the day, I do a lot of practices on my mind about making sure that I can find someplace in me to believe that I can do or have the things that I'm not really sure if they're possible, right? Because I haven't had the experience of them yet. So there is a there there are times that we have to take action on things that 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 not every cell of our being totally believes that we can have but some part of us does like we or we wouldn't do it like we would never take a really really risky ask risk if there wasn't even one cell like one of your cells <laughs> that believed that it could be possible or that you could have it or that it could come true or you know whatever okay so anyway i believe that all of these activities that you have to do in your business to get opportunities, to create clients, to get into conversations, to have all the things that lead to you getting to the work that you do, to you making money, to you signing, you know, whatever. Um, there's a part of you that 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 believes when you're taking the action, there's a little part of you, at least, if not a lot of you, that believes that you could get the answer you want, right? And then... 
once we take that action where we had some sort of belief in it, we had some sort of belief that we sh- that, that 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 there was a reason that we should do it, that there could be a good a good outcome, <laughs> okay? The minute we make the communication, we change the story of possibility. And I'm going to add something because this is going to be a big part of the episode. Even before we make the communication, we worry about how we should make it. We worry that there's a way that we can make the communication that's going to get a better outcome than another way. Meaning we convince ourselves that there's a right way to communicate And that we have to do some sort of like manipulation or some sort of calculation. And yes, of course, like there's definitely good strategy for like communication and whatever. But we do this really, really fucked up thing, which is like before we're going to make that invitation, send that email, pitch ourselves, uh, do a networking thing, ask for what we want. We go, we make ourselves crazy about what the right way to do it is. Okay. We worry about it. And then we do the communication and then we worry about it after. We worry about like, what's going to happen now with that other person. And the feeling of knowing that once you've made that communication, you've left it in to someone else. You've, you've put the ball in their court, right? Which is what I said. Then we go into a whole post-communication spiral. So knowing that in order for you to do your business, in order for you to make money, in order for you to have clients, in order for you to have opportunities that you have to ask for, in order to 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 know that you that you have to make invitations that you have to do all these things that are slightly uncomfortable right in order for you to do those things and survive survive doing it you have to know how to manage your own thoughts around it so that you don't make yourself bananas so that you don't make yourself crazy and therefore what you need to be able to do is learn how to become objective and not try to make meaning of the gap, the silence, the space between you making that initial communication that that whatever it is, however you put yourself out there and knowing what the other person thinks or is going to say, which you can only know when they tell you or when they communicate back. So I'm going to say this again. In order to survive being an entrepreneur, a coach, a creative, a service provider, a person whose work relies on having other people to partner with. And when I say partner with, I just mean that that person needs to either be receiving what you do. They need to be investing with you one-on-one. They need to be joining something. They need to be watching it. They need to be, they, they need to be wanting what you're offering, right? Okay. In order for you to be a person who that's what your business is, you're always going to have to be finding a way to attract those people and to communicate with them and have conversations with them or the people that will help you get them or whatever you want to call all that communication I just said, right? That you're always going to have to be communicating in order to get to do the work that you love because you got to get the people. And then the actions that you take to do that, you're always going to have to take them. And so if you want to survive that process and not feel 
that entrepreneurship or having a service-based business or being a mission-driven, purpose-driven person who's trying to have impact and reach a lot of people in the world in order for you to survive being that and thrive at that and to, and to completely embrace and love the process, you must learn how to deal with the experience of putting yourself out there and not knowing uh, immediately or maybe ever what someone else is thinking or 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 feeling or what their answer is until they they tell you and of course that also now puts a lot of 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 pressure on the idea that they've got to tell you so we all know i think you know <laughs> you know that we all have some version of an experience in the world Maybe you don't have it on the regular right now. Maybe it's like an old experience. But we all know the experience of putting ourselves out there and what? Getting silence or being ghosted. Ugh, right? Ugh. What's worse than being ghosted? Oh, my God. It's just a horrible experience. It just puts you into your human brain where you're like, why is this happening? What did I do? Am I that bad? Am I the worst person on earth? <laughs> Instead of, of, of immediately thinking that it's the other person. That it's the other person. Even if what you want to think about them is that there's something wrong with them, right? Which, look, if that makes things better for you to think when someone acts fucked up to you, if, if, if the, if the easiest and best default thought for you is to think that, that they're fucked up, then use it, right? Cause the, the point is, is that as human beings, we find not knowing completely intolerable. The idea of not knowing the idea of not having an answer, the idea of not having a response, the idea of not knowing what everyone else in the world is thinking, okay? The idea of, of, of not knowing how what other people are thinking and feeling about you or about your offer or about what you're saying or what you're doing, right? Like even the experience of if I was putting out this show and I didn't have anybody telling me that they liked it, oh, that would probably be intolerable for me. Because it would make me, it would make it harder and harder and harder for me to keep showing up and doing it, right? So one of the things that we have to remember is that the experience of 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 getting nothing, no response, no answer, no, you know, of total silence is not the 100% of the time response that we get. That doesn't happen. That doesn't exist. That's not a thing. It's not a thing for you to show up as your authentic, amazing self, for you to be in service, for you to put out value, for you to be coming from the heart, for you to, to be really thinking, how can I provide value? How can I help other people? There's no way that you're coming from that place and doing the activities, emailing, messaging, um, promoting, networking, asking for what you want, making invitations, making offers. Like there's no way that you're doing all those activities and that 100% of the time you get crickets, you get nothing, you get no feedback, you get no response, you get, you get people ghosting you, you get people only being silent. Even if you think that that's your experience, the reason for that is that since that experience is the one that sucks, 
And since that experience is the one that you find the most intolerable, unfortunately, and you've heard me talk about your default settings of your brain or your low vibe brain, unfortunately, the low vibe default setting of your brain is the one that gravitates toward that. And then it starts to convince you that that's everyone and everything. So that's one thing that does happen is we start to think it's everyone, which it never is. Okay. But that doesn't change the fact that we don't like the idea of not knowing and we don't like that gap. We don't like the space between our part of the communication and having to wait for what someone else says. So we try to do two things. One, I said it before. One is that we try to pre-game the communication to the point where we think that we can manipulate or guarantee the outcome, that we can somehow say it or do it in the perfect way, in such a perfect specific way that like that the other person is going to is going to say what we want or give us the positive response that we want or the outcome or the results or whatever. And when we do that, We drive ourselves crazy because, of course, there's no way for you to control someone else's experience. Of course, there's no way for you to control someone else's mind. If if mind control was like a thing, I'm not sure what would happen, actually. (laughs) Like, like what would the world be like, right? I mean, and there are, unfortunately, versions of mind control. That's not for today, but... You get what I'm saying. If you operate from a place of thinking that like there's something that you can do that's going to control someone else's experience when they receive your communication, that is crazy and you're wasting all of your time, right? And then the other thing that we do is when we make the communication, if we don't hear something right away, if there's a gap, if there's some, if there's some quote unquote silence, if there's a moment, a time of the unknown, we make up shit about what the other person is thinking. So in either case, we're doing some version of trying to manipulate someone else's thoughts or predict their thoughts. And we make up really big stories, like really big stories. Like when I hear my clients going into a story, I'm like, oh, great, it's story time. <laughs> let's get our blankets and our cookies and let's get ready for story time because we're about to make up a an amazing tale. We're about to spin a yarn about what someone else is thinking and why they haven't responded to your email yet or why <laughs> they haven't gotten back to you or whatever, right? So, you know, we all do this. I don't mean to like say that I'm, I don't, but I work... I'm so aware of these things that when they come up, I I can do what I'm doing right now. And as when I say doing right now, I can go into that observation mode of my thought. And that's what we're here to talk about. You've heard me outline my my mindset system evolve, right? Um, which episode did I really break it down? Um, I broke it down... Uh, I don't remember right now. But anyway, I've broken down my my system Evolve. And so Evolve is, is expand, visualize, observe, okay? Let go, validate, embody, okay? So um, so the O for observe. This is, this is a, such an amazing opportunity for me to teach you what observe means. So I outlined the system in another episode, but like we're really talking about how to strengthen this pillar, how to strengthen this 
this part of the system, which is the observe part, okay? So first of all, when you're thinking about having a conversation with someone, when you're thinking about um, about making an offer, okay, or making an invitation, this is one of the big ways that people try to pre, like, kind of pre-manipulate someone's outcome um, or the outcome. One of the things that I know happens, and I know this for all the people that I talk to, and I've worked on this so much, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how, is that. We try to think of how we're going to have our best shot of getting the answer that we want. And so what we try to do, if this is if, especially if you have any previous like knowledge of somebody, it, it gets worse and worse because you try to think about how they're thinking in order to have the conversation, the invitation, make the offer that you want. And, and it sends you down this like spiral of, of, of questioning yourself. And so I'm going to give you a perfect example, okay? And I hear this all the time. Like, I can't tell you how often I hear this. So um, I'm talking to somebody. I'm not saying this is me. This is like us, you know, whatever. This is a general person. I'm talking to somebody um, who about possibly working together. And I really want them to be my client. And I really want to work with them. I, I I believe that they're my soul aligned client. I very, very much want to make this happen. And I know some stuff about them because they've told me. They've told me that they are like really struggling. They've made references to that, you know, that, that they don't have a lot of money. Um, I know stuff about them. I know that they are, uh, you know, that they have a family, that they have like three kids, um, that they, but I, whatever stuff I know, okay? And then I'm going to be talking to them about working together because they really need to work with me. We've already been talking about it. I solve a problem that they have. It feels urgent to them. Um, and my investment for what I'm going to be doing with them, I'm just randomly using a number that's a very common, like kind of coachy, you know, number, whatever, in the beginning stages of business. Um, my investment is $1,500. And now I'm getting ready to have this communication where I'm going to make this offer of the investment, which I know is in alignment for me. It's $1,500. i have thought about this. I know what I offer my clients. I know how much I give them in terms of my time and energy um, and care and love and partnership. I know that, that that's the investment that works for for both of us, meaning I know that that's what they would need to be investing in order for them to really be fully committed. I'm just giving you some examples of like, of why I know what my investment is supposed to be. Okay. And then I start thinking about this person and the stuff that they, that they have told me. Right. I start thinking about the fact that they have told me that they are, like I said, they've got a, a lot of kids. They are struggling with X, Y, or Z. Um, and so I start making up a story before I've ever even made the offer to them that they probably won't say yes to 1500 So maybe I should just offer it to them for 1300 And I start torturing myself, right, about whether or not I should 
change my investment, <laughs> okay? So I start torturing myself about whether or not I should make it lower. And now I'm in this state where I'm worried that if I make my offer at what I, you know, for what I actually charge, that they are not going to say yes. But if I lower it, I have a better chance of getting them to say yes. So here's what I have to tell you. It's not going to make a difference. The difference between, I'm just telling you, first of all, that like the difference between 1300 and 1500 is not a big enough difference to like make someone say yes or no. All right. But the point of today's episode is to, and remember, if you remember in the very beginning, I said, when we are communicating with other individuals, we must believe I said this in the beginning and you, you might've even like skipped over it because you were like, I don't know what that means. You must believe that they are complete and whole and perfect and capable of making decisions for themselves and capable of what I really said was capable of receiving your communication. In this case, it's capable of making their own decisions, right? And therefore it would be really crazy for you to make an assumption that they weren't capable of doing that and that they weren't capable of having the powerful conversation that you are about to have with them where they're going to hear how their transformation is possible, how their outcomes are possible, how you really are an expert who has a proven system and process that can help them get what they want. And they've already told you that having this outcome is absolutely essential and urgent and important for them because you've already been speaking to them. And now it's time to talk to them about the money. And all of a sudden, you are going to decide for them that they are not going to be capable of making an informed decision that is best for them. And even if you were to tell them that the investment was $1,500 and they in that moment said, oh, wow, that's more than I thought it was going to be, or, ooh, that's a little more than I can afford, that even if that were to happen, that your job is to know that there's a really good chance that they don't do the work that you do on their mindset, that they don't have the same tools as you. And that they're having what you've heard me refer to as a really human moment where their human brain is questioning whether or not they should take this risk and make an investment in themselves for something that they're not a hundred million percent sure they can do. And in that moment, your job is to still be able to be objective. In the moment that someone says to you, I'm not sure I can afford that, or wow, that's more than I thought. If you immediately go into your human brain and make it about you, you are now leaving the objective, you being objective in the conversation, which is your freaking job if you're a coach. If you're a coach or a teacher or a mentor or a leader, your job when you're communicating with another human being and trying to help them 
get better. And when I say get better, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, only from a healing point of view, but like be better, be a better person, have a better life, have a better outcome, be more successful, um, have transformation. If that is what you help other people do, then your job when you're doing that is to know how to be objective. Because if you're always superimposing your story, your money issues, your money story, your insecurities, your like, if you're always, if, if, everything triggers you to be in your own shit, you're not able to hold space. Have you heard that phrase before, hold space? If you use the phrase hold space, oh, I'll hold space for you. I'm, I hold space. If you hold space for someone, then what you are declaring is that you're an expert at being objective. Because if you hold space for someone and the way you hold space is that the whole time you're holding space for them is that you're thinking about yourself, And you're thinking about like that you need money (laughs) or you're thinking about like that now you're worried because they may say no or you're thinking about, I mean, if you don't have the ability to truly hold space and go into your objective, right, the objective observer part of you. Right. And that, and so the, 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 um, the part of the evolve system is observe. If you're not able to be in observation of the other person and what they need in that moment, then you're actually not doing your job anymore. You're not being a coach, manager, leader, teacher, mentor in that moment. You're just being you, which is okay. You're awesome. I love it when you're you, but there are times when you have to not just be you. <laughs> there are times when you have to be you. And we talked about this in, in, in last episode that I put out about like about being human. You have to be human. But there's also times when you have to be able to go into your observe, right, and be objective for another person so that you can have these kinds of conversations that are critical for you to have in order to create a client and have somebody invest with you. So that was one example, right? One example of what does it look like when you are about to go into a conversation and you decide that you're already going to be making up a story about what someone else is going to say, think, or do, and you're trying to pregame it. You're trying to get the outcome you want. And here's what I have to tell you. That's not possible. It's just not possible. You have no idea why someone is going to say yes to one thing and no to another, It is complex, just like it's complex for you, just like you making an investment or a decision about saying yes to something, whatever, even like, okay, even not about money. Like I get requests and emails now from people like pitching me to be a guest on my podcast, right? I get like random stuff from people being like, I represent so-and-so and they'd be a great guest on your podcast. And like, my reason for saying no to them is not that I think they suck. <laughs> like, like if I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Like, thank you. My reason behind that is like, is my reason. There's nothing that that person would have or could have said or done that would have made me feel that that individual was a perfect choice for my podcast. I already don't think they are based on the fact that like they don't do something in alignment with like what I would want to bring on. Like I have my reasons. But like, it wasn't something that they said. It wasn't like a way that they, that they, that they described the person or whatever. So it's more complex. Like if I say, I'm sorry, like that's not a good fit or I'm not taking guests right now or whatever. um, That, that person 
did not have any sort of like way of knowing what my thinking was going to be until they put it out there. And there was nothing they could have done to try to manipulate the way I'm thinking by the way that they communicated it to me. They could do a better or worse job of making me excited about somebody. And that's the true thing. Let me just tell you something. This is like a side note. If you want to be a guest on someone's podcast, one of the number one things you should freaking do is listen to their podcast. <laughs> okay. And it's really obvious to me when I get these emails and these requests from these people and they've literally never listened to my show. And I'm just going to be honest with you, that offends me. So no one's that's never listened to my show is going to be a guest on my podcast. <laughs> that's like a side note. If you're, if you're someone who wants to be a guest on a podcast, I can teach you how to pitch yourself. And one of the most important things that you need to do is let that person know why you love their show and which episode and what about it and why you why you really think you'd be in alignment with their mission um, and a good guest for them. To not just not just talk about your 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 freaking self. So anyway, um, that was a side note. So but do you get my drift? This is not only about money, but that was like my favorite example because it's one that comes up all the time, all the time. For those of you who are coaches and creatives, I get it. I get it. I get that you feel uncomfortable asking for money or, you know, the money mindset shit is never ending, right? It's never ending. I get it. We could do episode after episode after episode after episode on money, on making it, on asking for it, on talking about it, on spending it. We could do the whole show on money, but I don't want to do the whole show on money. Um, I just want to do parts of it on money. But But that's why I brought that one up because this comes up all the time with people questioning their investment, not because they don't feel in alignment with the investment, but because they're, they're assuming that they can, that they have to pre-think what someone else is going to say. And there are so many factors that go into what makes someone say yes or no, right? So many factors, you and your investment and like is a part of it. Your offer is a part of it your ability to really let that person know that how you're going to help them get the outcome that they want, the the fact that in that moment it needs to be something really urgent for that person and important to them, not like a like a luxury necessarily. There's so many factors. And we can have a whole episode on what I can't afford it means, right? When someone says, oh, I can't afford it, you don't even know what that means. It doesn't mean like, oh, I have the 1300 in my bank account, but not the 1500 That it is not what it means. It will never mean that. It will never mean that. I can't afford it means a lot of stuff. I've talked about that in another episode too. Okay, so are you getting this, this whole idea? If I made up a story about every single person that has invested with me in anything, in my group program out of overwhelm, in working with me one-on-one, if I made up a story about any of that, I would not have a lot of clients and maybe none. If I went into my calls believing that because someone is a yoga teacher, they're not going to invest in my coaching because it's too expensive and yoga teachers don't make a lot of money. That's my old belief from when I was a yoga teacher that I've up-leveled and worked on so much. If I never worked on that belief and I was walking around as a coach still believing that yoga teachers don't make enough money and can't afford anything, right? Which is how I felt. And then when I was an employer of yoga teachers, I, I heard them saying it all the time. It wasn't until I actually became a coach that I realized, oh my 
freaking God. I got to help people with their mindset. Walking around in scarcity and in, and in lack and in a belief that like what you do is something that can never get past a certain level. Those limiting beliefs, like limit, limit, limit. If I, I realized, oh my God, not only did I need to help myself, I have to help everybody else. I don't want everybody walking around believing that because they do X, Y, or Z, they're doomed. What the fuck is that? So I first had to believe that it wasn't true for myself. Then I had to believe that it wasn't true for other people. And by believing that it wasn't true for other people, I then was able to help them believe that it wasn't true for them by still making my offer to them and holding them as complete, whole, and capable of saying yes or no. And if they needed my support as a coach to help them say yes, if that's what they wanted, then I could remain in my objective mode, my observer mode, and keep being a coach and talk them through the the conversation about whether or not they could afford it. Because whether or not someone can afford something, like I said, is not always literally about the dollar amount in their bank account. It means a lot of other things. So if I wasn't capable of removing myself from the old story and limiting belief that I'm just using this as an example, that yoga teachers don't make any money, then all the the yoga teachers that have come to me to coach them in their businesses and mentor them to be better teachers, all of those teachers that actually have paid me, paid my investment. Okay. If I believed my story or their story I never would have even made them an offer. I would have been like, oh man, I don't know. I, they're probably going to say no. Right? Okay. So now let's go to the other scenario. The other scenario is the one where you, 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 you ask for something, you make an offer, you put something out there, blah, 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 whatever it is, million different scenarios. And there's silence. There's no answer yet. You're in the unknown. You don't know what the other person is thinking. And oh my God, that is intolerable. I mean, human beings, and I'm putting my, I'm a human being too. So I am putting myself in this category. Human beings, oh, I mean, there's nothing worse. The unknown, it's like our number one biggest thing. Fear, anxiety. Oh my God, it's intolerable. That's why there's so many practices. That's what Buddhism, it's literally what yoga, Buddhism, meditation, you know, every ancient teaching in the freaking universe, mindset, and everything that we do with our brains is based around the fact that like we have to learn how to be present, become present, and to tolerate the unknown. Unless you're, again, a mind reader or you have, you know, future psychic ability power. (laughs) I don't don't even know what that is, but you know what I mean? Unless you have like ESP, you can predict the future. Okay. Unless that's you, you're, you have the human experience of not liking the unknown. And we all, we don't know what's even going to happen later. I don't even know what's going to happen in 10 minutes. I don't know what's going to happen later today or tomorrow, right? There's no way to know. You can strategically plan, You can do your best. You can take actions that you think are like aligned. You can use some strategy. You can do anything that is in your control. But then there's this really uncomfortable, unfortunate thing, which is once you've taken the things that you can do or taken the actions that are in your control, everything's out of your control. The outcome is out of your control. And especially when that outcome has to do with another human being. 
That's the worst. <laughs> That's like the worst combo. So what happens when we take an action? We, we put ourselves out there. We email someone. We ask for something. We make a proposal. I mean, I have, I, I, I've had, I, I had some people helping me but like last year and they pitched me to a hundred podcasts. And do you know how many of them didn't ever even respond? And then how many of them responded no? And then a bunch of them responded yes. And I was a guest on a lot of people's podcasts. Okay. But there are, this is an unfortunate thing. And I want you to pay attention to this. How you want to be treated in your business is how you should operate in the world. So I'm just going to tell you something. It's my number, one of my number one biggest pet peeves, if we have to have pet peeves, and it is people that don't respond. Lack of response, ghosting, disappearing, that shit drives me crazy. There are also times when there's a gap in hearing from someone or you've made outreach and you haven't heard back yet. And instead of thinking objectively about maybe that went to spam, I'm just giving you all these examples. Maybe that went to spam and I need to like reach out again. I should do a follow-up. Maybe that person got really busy and I would like to nudge them and say, hey, I want to keep our conversation going. Um, Maybe you know, maybe it got lost in the mix, like not even in spam. Maybe they saw the email or the message and then they, whatever. Maybe they just freaking forgot because they're busy and they're thinking about themselves and they have their own life, right? There's so many reasons why sometimes there's a gap in hearing from someone or getting a response or whatever. And here's the thing. If you decide that the way you want to fill in the meaning of that gap is to make up stories that don't serve you, you are going to be miserable as as an entrepreneur, as who you are. Okay? If you're going to fill those in with it's me, they're they're, you know, and and again, ghosting, I mean, okay, like how long do we have to know before someone ghosts us? I don't know. Like I don't know what the There's no like, there's no definitive time where it goes from like someone just forgot or is busy to like that they're intentionally never responding to you. I don't know exactly the moment that you get to go, it's ghosting versus like maybe they just are busy, you know, whatever. Um, That's an inner feeling, but you've got to be able to get to a place where like you truly can assess the difference. That's really important, right? So if it's a ghosting, it's a ghosting. Boo, bad, wish it upon them right? That's all you can do. I hope people ghost you too. Tell the universe. But but if it's not that, right, which it usually is not, just so you know, um, you have to decide. Do you want to make up a story that's against you or for you? Do you want to make up a story that like works for you where you're like, this person is just busy. This person might be thinking about it. This person might need a little more coaching on it. This person might need to have more conversation. Maybe they're afraid to tell you that. Maybe they're the ones that are thinking, oh man, I don't want to tell her that like I need to keep talking about this or that I want more information, right? Like, or I need more clarity, whatever. Maybe they're the one. And if you are the coach, or the mentor, or the manager, or the teacher, guess what? Your freaking job is to be skilled at understanding communication. Your job is to show someone else how to be a better communicator. Your job is to help people be better communicators. You can't walk around the planet expecting everyone to be a great communicator if it's not their job. But everyone who's on this, listening to this show, you know what? I think that it's a part of your job. 
If you're a service-based individual, if you're a coach, if you're a creative, you know I do the list, the list. If that's you, part of your job is communicating. If you want clients, if you want to make money doing what you love, you have to be good at communicating. And you therefore have to be good at helping other people to see what good communication is. And you have to be good at encouraging other people to communicate because not everybody likes communicating. Not everybody feels comfortable. Not everybody knows how to express themselves. But if you're listening to the show, I am willing to bet that a good part of like what you have to be good at in your job is communicating and expressing yourself. And if that's the case, then you have to see that as part of your job when you're trying to communicate with other people. And if you can operate from that place, which is a highly observational, objective place, if you can operate from that place, here's what I'm going to tell you. You are going to be more successful. You are going to have more successful conversations. You are going to have more people that want to follow you. You are going to have more people that want to work with you. You have to be good at that, at being in observation, at being objective, at not inserting your own stories into other people's situations. You have to be able to come clean in your communications. You have to be able to come with the right lens for what the communication is. And you have to know how to take your own shit. If you've got scarcity vibes, if you're feeling stressed that you need more clients and money, okay, you're human. I get it. But if you bring that energy to the communication, either the pre-communication or the post-communication, you are not serving yourself or the other person at the highest level. And you are not seeing other people as capable. And when I say that, I don't mean, when I said before, like how you have to be willing to teach or guide or show people, I really do believe that. But even in that, you're still assuming or holding those other people as whole, perfect, and capable of having that exchange with you, if even if they need guidance. So if we, if we are walking around planet Earth thinking that everyone is damaged, and can't make decisions for themselves, and doesn't know what's best for them, and isn't capable of getting to a yes, and will never invest in themselves unless we somehow manipulate them to do it. If that's how you're operating, it is not going to go well. But if you're operating under the idea that that people do want to help themselves, that people do want to invest. Listen, if someone's never going to invest in themselves, they're never going to invest in themselves. So like, don't think about them. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't make people that don't believe in certain things believe in certain things, okay? Unless you use a big platform and you're so inspiring that some of the things that happen are that you get some converts. But you can't make that your mission. You can't make it your mission to convert people. Well, I mean, some people do, but, you know, I don't think that's who any of you are. So we're not here to convert people. We're here to support the people that genuinely want to have transformation, success, and outcomes. We're here to support them in saying yes to themselves. And we're here to believe that they can, even if they need a little bit of guidance or coaching or help them get out of their human brain that wants to sabotage them all the time. So human brain sabotage, okay? And what you do as who you are is you become a master at not being sabotaged by your human brain so that you can help other people. So it's part of your job. It's part of your job. So 
that's really what I wanted to talk to you about today. <laughs> I felt I've had a couple of conversations. I have some new clients, like full disclosure, who are coming into me. And, you know, they, I always say, like, what is your current investment? You know, what are you currently charging if you were to get a new client? And they tell me. And then we talk about what it would mean to raise their investment, like, and stuff like that. And these conversations come up. And then when they have a call coming up, they contact me, of course, because they should, because I'm their coach. And they start saying, I don't know. I know this person. I think she's having some financial trouble. Maybe I shouldn't make my offer. And I'm like, no, you should make your offer. And then if you need to then talk about it with her, then you'll do that. And then if you you genuinely make an informed decision to offer something else or give take some money off whatever then you'll deal with it then but to pre to pre-think that you know what someone else is willing to invest in when they need something really badly that my friend is kookaloony you can't operate that way it's so convoluted you'll drive yourself up a wall you you won't be able to have a business you won't be able to have a business and you won't be able to grow and scale Okay, and do all and and do all the things you want to do. All right, that's what I have for you today. <sighs> I'm feeling really good about it. So um, I want to remind you that I really do love hearing from you. Um, I do occasionally get an email from you or you know a message somewhere. Yesterday, the most awesome thing happened, but someone posted in their stories that they were out on a walk doing this, that, and that. And then they also said, and listening to Stacey Brass Russell's podcast and posted in their stories and tagged me. And I literally, it like made my day. I was like, oh my God. You know, not because I thought other, <laughs> I mean, it's nice to share. I was like, oh, maybe some new people will also be like, what's that? But even just knowing that she was choosing the podcast as like part of her just sort of self-care morning made my day. So those are the little teeny, teeny things that make me feel like doing this is, is, um, is important and and that I'm that I'm actually reaching people and having some impact. So let me know. Podcasting is so weird, right? You don't know who's. It's not like social media where when someone likes or whatever, where you see the name, you know who it is. Podcasting is like a little bit more like putting it out into the universe and trusting, which I'm happy to do. But I'm also happy to hear from you if you're willing to let me know who you are. And with that, I'm signing off. I will be in your headphones next week. I'm sending you so, 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 so much love. Um, I really do love you. And I really also do want you to be successful. I really want you to have everything that you want. And to me, that's why I call it your most passionate and prosperous life and business. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing the show. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right. So you'll get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. Stay tuned for next week's episode where I'm talking about everyone's favorite subject or not niche. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it. 